to episode 14 of Never Seen, the podcast where we watch the films missing from our filmographies, those glaring gaps in our film education, the classic or immortal movies people are shocked you've never seen. I'm your host, Jenny, and joining me on this very hot summer day. I mean, guys, over where I am, the height was 23 degrees. Stacey, my love, welcome and hi. And how hot is it where you are? Oh, hello. Yes, it was 28. So shut your mouth, ah. it 23. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the lovely Lee, how hot was it where you are? Hello. And yeah, I think it was up to about 27. Gosh. I wonder if it's because I'm closer to like coastline, so I might have just shaved off a bit for me. I'm trying to remember it. You're you're south of us, aren't you? Yeah. Some, so I, yeah. Yeah, and 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 Stacey's in the city, so that yeah. like, that would be roasting, hard. roasting it's in roasting. the city. Yeah. <laughs> Hot in the city. <clears throat> Sorry, song <laughs> in my head. <laughs> anyway, the podcast Ooh. about films. We watched a film. Stacey, it was your choice. What film did we watch? It was my choice indeed. We watched Perfect Blue, the 1997 anime movie directed by Satoshi Kon, starring Junko Iwao. I'm so sorry if I get any of these names wrong, by the way. I really am trying. Rika Matsumoto, Shiho Niyama, Masaki Ohura and Shinpachi Tsuji. Oh, with animation by Madhouse, a screenplay by Sadayuki Murai, and based on the novel by Yoshikazu Takeuchi. Whew, well it. done. Well you did done. Do it. <laughs> with, I said it with confidence, and it, <laughs> it, it, it was probably all utter shite. Well, uh, but... <laughs> I'm pretty sure in Japan they don't say it with a brummy accent. No, yes, probably I... not, no. So you, That's true. you know, you got to do your best. That's all. Yeah. I've started learning Spanish and it's really hard because the uh, speaky speaky thing on my phone doesn't want to recognise half of what I say half the time because it's too... Because you have a brummy accent. Yeah, Yeah, but anyway. That's just life, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Right, let me give you a brief premise of this movie. Now, before I I do that, I am going to slap a big fat content warning right at the start. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because this film contains a simulated but nonetheless nonetheless traumatic rape sequence mm-hmm. uh, which we will probably talk about and so if that's something that you don't feel you can deal with right now then probably just skip skip this never seen and join us next time agree um, yeah yes uh, th- so the premise of this film uh, it follows uh, Mima Kirigoe Mm. <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah. yeah. She yeah. said. That's got I've written down, written down anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't write down a surname and suddenly panicked as I said it that I'd fucked it. Um, who is uh, part of a Japanese pop group called Cham? And I showed that because it's got an exclamation mark on it. So, so, quick question, because yeah. it is Cham. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if it's supposed to be Charm. I think Charming. Because well, there's no. I, yeah, I wondered that. But so here's the thing. And this is my incredibly limited knowledge of Japanese, having studied it for like seven or eight years, many moons ago. So I could be entirely wrong. Take this with the pinchiest of salts. Um, if they wanted to say charm, I think they would have elongated the A to make it charm. Mm. Uh, so I don't know. And they also spell it using the the alphabet that's usually for words borrowed from other languages yeah uh, oh yeah it's written in english isn't it yeah but, yeah, I, yeah but i don't think they actually say it out loud i don't remember them actually saying it in the dialogue you just see it written on posters yeah. but i don't know I'm, there was a lot 
there was I a don't... lot I kind of missed. <laughs> I don't, if, if it is if it is in fact a word, I don't know what it means, and I didn't think to look it up. I, um, I did. I tried to look up, and nobody mentions it. Okay, that's okay. fine. Then let's assume oh, it's clearly not important. It's nonsensory. It's nonsense. It's, <laughs> it's just it's just chat. <laughs> yeah um she just doesn't sound like a girly <laughs> it doesn't does it i don't know what it's it makes me think of wham is the problem yeah maybe uh, that, maybe, maybe that's, that's it. it maybe it is yeah, it. just that it's just a clearly just supposed to be like a an onomatopoeia maybe yeah. exclamation anyway word. sorry sorry anyway so the premise right so me sorry, yeah. part of the girl group cham uh decides to retire to become an actress and then becomes a victim of stalking and has a really terrible role on TV, all whilst Cham actually get finally a charting single. And uh, and then and then things occur. And I'm going to leave it there because from there it gets super spoilery. So here's your spoiler warning for the rest of this episode. Um, so my history with this film is a little bit baffling. Uh, <laughs> I went, I sort of... Oh, so when I was studying Japanese, I was very much in the mindset of I'm going to consume as much Japanese stuff as I can because I want it. I want to embed myself in the language and really learn it and like be a conscientious student and whatever. But I never really got into anime, which is weird because that feels like the absolute best way to do this. But <laughs> well, I thought that was how you would have got into it. I yeah. Just... Well, so that's how I discovered Escaflone, which is pretty much the only anime I've ever watched in its entirety. And I love it. And um, if you haven't seen it, you should all watch it. It's fantastic. Um, so I tended to gravitate towards just Japanese films instead. And um, and when I heard about Perfect Blue, I'd sort of I'd sort of writ it off because I was like, it's oh, it's an anime. So it's going to be I, I'd got a really asshole view of anime that I have thoroughly uh, reevaluated since. But at the time, I was very much like, oh, is it all going to be like, you know, girls running around with big boobs, tops off, you know, things up their skirts, big sweat drops on their heads, stupid expressions, bigger goggly eyes. Like I thought, oh, I'm just not getting oh, I can't take it seriously because I'm an arsehole. Um, <laughs> but then one year I was at Thought Bubble Comic Convention and maybe Jenny will be able to tell me which year it was because I don't remember. Ooh. But there was there was a year where the mid show party was in the the town hall. Right. And it was it was during what was also Leeds Film Festival. And so they had a whacking great screen and they showed like a big daft punk thing before the party started. And then the party started. And whilst the party was happening, they played another movie by Satoshi Kon called Paprika on the big screen. But the sound was off because obviously the, the DJing was happening. Yeah. And. I cannot express to you how distressing a movie Paprika looks to be with no sound and no subtitles when you haven't got a fucking clue what's happening because it's trippy as shit and loads of weird stuff happens and immediately I was frightened of it. It was like that time I went clubbing on Halloween and they were playing The Shining on the TV screens around the bar but the sound was off and I'd never seen The Shining before that point mm. and I just kept like looking up and seeing blood everywhere and like a dead lady in the bath and it freaked me out. Um and this is pretty much exactly what happened here. I kept looking up at the screen and seeing weird things and thinking, oh, this is distressing this. And so I just thought everything Satoshi Kon does must be the weirdest shit and I don't want to look at it. I'm scared. Um, 
because as we all know as well there are certain types of animation particularly stop motion but also sometimes just regular old animation that just get under my skin and make me itch and I don't know why I can't explain it to you but paprika was a thousand percent something that I was like I never want to look at this again (laughs) it's gonna give me nightmares and so that put me off perfect blue for absolutely ages and then in November 2021 Rich said to me I'm watching perfect blue and I was like all right then fine and uh, now it's one of my favorite movies (laughs) 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 so um so I certainly put a load of parmesan cheese over all of my words and had them for fucking dinner (laughs) because I was wrong about the film and I was wrong about Satoshi Kon and I was wrong about anime generally I am a fanny um so that's that's where I'm coming from with Perfect Blue uh Jennifer where where's what's your angle on this one I'd, I'd I'd never heard of it and if I remember correctly when we said last episode what this this month's episode's uh film was going to be I was like oh a surf movie (laughs) <laughs> no, no, no. It's not. It's not a surf movie. There is a surf movie about surfer girls that has blue in the title that I don't remember what it is. Mm. And then my brain led to um, Ocean Pacific. No, sorry, Pacific. Oh, fuck my words. Pacific Ocean Blue by Dennis Wilson, uh, who used to be the drummer of the Beach Boys and was a member of the Beach Boys. And his solo album was Pacific Ocean Blue. And the song is amazing. It's a brilliant killer summer track. Um, which is a real roundabout way, again, of me saying, I didn't know this film. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got nothing to do with beaches, surfing, the Pacific, really, no. at all. Uh, the only thing in common it had was the word blue, and that the first <laughs> word of the title began with a P. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't I didn't know it. And, and honestly, my knowledge of um, anime and... Japanese films and manga films is very limited. I haven't watched many. Um, obviously, we've watched one already for the pod, and I I did watch a couple more when I was doing. I mean, I've watched a few over the years, but mostly English dubbed, um, which were okay. They're not. I don't think. Sometimes I don't think they're quite as good. And when I watched Pacific, not Pacific. Jesus, that's going to happen a lot. <laughs> when I watched Perfect Blue. I did watch um, a subtitled version, okay. which I it's interesting because normally I don't enjoy having to read whilst watching a film, even though I some films I spend a lot of time scrolling on my phone because that's what's happened. Um, but I sometimes prefer watching a subtitled film rather than the dubbed. Um, I think that's because I, I much prefer um, h- hearing you know, the actual actors' voices and where they're putting stress on words yeah. and things and all of that kind of stuff. And I prefer that than to have it dubbed, especially if it was a, um, a live action film. And then it just looks, it looks like a bad 80s, you know, karate film <laughs> that we used to get yeah. the badly dubbed ones. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll default to subtitles. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Uh, Occasionally, I'll watch the dubbed if I'm literally just don't, you know, just want it on in the background. Yeah. And stuff like yeah. that. But generally, I'll I'll default to. Uh, I just yeah I just solution. yeah just because the generally the 
you know, the translation is usually a bit better on, on subtitles. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Because there's, there's other factors when it comes to dubbing that they've got to translate it, but they've also got to make it fit the the language and everything and it yeah Uh, and it's kind of matching our shorthand of language rather than perhaps theirs and it doesn't always work for me but I mean yeah I just I didn't I didn't know the film so it's absolutely blind going in um which was great it's a great way to watch a film and honestly Mm -hmm. my my notes are quite short because uh I didn't really give myself the time properly to watch it and then watch it again before we we had the pod because you know life but that's a good thing, though, because also I got really absorbed into the movie. Um, and I was quite surprised by that, too, because normally when I watch uh, anime or something like this, I always expect them to be fantasy or sci-fi or um, if they're not that, then they might have a kind of sci-fi bit in there, you know, make it a bit fanciful, whereas this was just straight up thriller Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I didn't I mean, expect that. At yeah, all. I mean, one of the, you know, not to give things away, but one of my kind of beefs with it is I don't know why it's animation. In the, in in yeah, no, that that sounds bad, but you know, it's like I get what you mean though. The the you know, the, it could have been live action and it could work perfectly fine as live action. Yeah, I don't get you know, given how much extra work animation is. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, it's animation because it was made by a guy who's an animator. So, you know, that's the answer. And that's the story you wanted to tell. But I don't think it necessarily uses animation as an art form, um, particularly. But at the same time, um, it's, you know, I think you're right in that just because something's animation doesn't mean it has to be fantasy. Mm. So I'm, I'm kind of, and you're, I'm really conflicted and I'm <laughs> conflicted about this whole film all the way through in, in that it's like, yeah, I get it, but also I don't get it. <laughs> um, I so. saw a review of this film where somebody was like, one of the biggest complaints about this movie is why is it animated? And to you, I say, why the fuck not? And I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it because it's, it's, it's the art form. It's it, well, you, you know, with animation, you can do things you can't do with live action. So if you're not, if you're just doing what live action does, you're kind of wasting the art form. I did, but see also it. at the same time, you yeah. should be able to tell any story in any art form. Any art form. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, so I'm kind of bollocksed both ways. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm literally. It's one of those things where I, you know, when you have an argument with yourself in your head. Yeah. 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 That's, that's that's, that's, that's it. That's and I'm it. literally just going backwards and forwards, going, yeah, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah, but you're wasting the art form. Yeah, but you can do what you like with it. It's your, you know, just because you do this, it could, you know, la la la, and so on. And that's and yeah. So, but that's <laughs> this will be a recurring theme with my comments throughout well, this. I did. I saw somewhere. I was having a little look online, like IMDb and stuff on this, and I did see. I can't remember where I saw it, but. Or was it on that postcard you sent us that you found, Lee? Because I mm. saw it say something like, "If Disney did Hitchcock, that's right. Yeah, this, if, this would yeah. be the film. Yeah, and it's that's, and it's quite true, to be honest. Um, yeah. Well, again, anyway. So, so shall I shall I give my history? I think you should now. Before I, yeah. Because I'm yeah. I'm itching to get into. If you want to dive into it, <laughs> so come on. Um, okay. So this came out in 
over here like late 99 wasn't it was the date on the postcard i found late 99 yeah so it was yeah. officially released in 97 generally but over here i think it was like yeah, yeah 99 got, and i was aware of it when it came out because it was a big release anime wise so i'd i'd been into anime quite a bit of an early adopter and i wasn't like super like really early in it but you know i was there when akira came out and some of the early um uh, studio ghibli's and stuff like that and ghost in the shell and all that kind of stuff and i was following you know um manga the studio you know the, the video studio that was releasing these <laughs> um so i was aware of it when it came out and it, and it really came out as you know a bit it was a big tentpole release it came out with a lot of hype and so on so i remember when it came out i don't think i i definitely didn't buy it up you know straight away but i i, I did see it quite early when it came out it would have rented i guess um and, and and i remember when when we were talking about whether we'd seen it or not i generally couldn't remember whether i'd seen it or not i remember saying something is this the one where you've got the shot of the the girl leaping across the the lampposts mm-hmm. um, because that's all I could remember. That was, and I think I'd seen it, but gave up halfway through. I think I, <laughs> I, I chucked it halfway through because okay. I was remembering stuff up until literally up until that, that moment, that shot of where you see the girl hopping across the, the lamppost, the tops of the lampposts. And then everything after that, I didn't, was completely new so i reckon I, would, I must have watched it up to that point and bailed at that point it just went <laughs> not a clue nah not for me um so i i wasn't i clearly didn't enjoy it and i had a you know just a bit of vibe going it's it's because it's only a short film it's only 80 minutes 81 minutes baby and yeah. and my my potted review is i was bored 40 minutes and i was befuddled for 40 minutes <laughs> but i i but at the same time I didn't hate it, but I right. didn't enjoy it either. There was lots of stuff in there I I liked and admired and appreciated, but as a as a film viewing experience, it didn't work for me. It didn't it didn't right. do anything for me. But there's a lot. I mean, the animation's fantastic. The design's gorgeous. Um, there's there's some incredible shots and setups and lighting and 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 everything else. But it's it's a absolutely befuddling movie because um, like 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 as it's you know it was it, you know in all the promotional stuff it was t- that quote about if Hitchcock did uh, and Disney, Disney or whatever, together yeah. it's just their way of saying it's it's a Hitchcock movie that's animated you know yeah yeah but it's yeah. not really the the actual the who done it aspect the 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 um the crime aspect the you know is actually. Mm not the story no <laughs> the story's just that that kind of stuff that kind of stuff is just what they hang the the what the film is about and what the film is about is is somebody losing their mind <laughs> so yeah. it's, if you if you're watching it as a and i was one of the reasons i was struggling with it which is why i wanted to watch it again but i didn't have time to watch it again um before we recorded was I was watching it first time, trying to pick up the clues and, you know, follow the, you know, the mystery of who the stalker is and on this kind of stuff. But you can't do that. That's not what the film is. It's not a puzzle to be solved mm. at all. Well, I mean, the, 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 the sort of problem with it 
so I, like I said, this is one of my favourite movies, and uh, and I absolutely think it's fabulous. But it is not without fault. And uh, upon rewatch, uh, it is it, the the twist. And again, just just throwing this big spoiler warning out there, uh, the twist that it was uh, her um, like PA agent, uh, uh, like yeah, her like, manager, isn't it? Like yeah, her manager. Like, like yeah, um, the the sort of twist that it was like it was her all along doing the murders uh, because she's gone batshit from being a pop idol herself and being sad about not not being it anymore and getting older. It doesn't really actually make a, a, a full load of sense. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't. And of course, they, they like I say, with the clues, they cheat. Yeah. Or because it's not about it's not about feeding the you know the who done it is you have to feed the clues so even if the audience doesn't see the clues they have to realize at, at the end oh those were there they were there yeah. but that's yeah. not I mean they expressly do show you uh, what's her name um, Mima doing a murder but it's not her doing the murder yeah, it's yeah. because you, you're you're seeing her. Or you're seeing Rumi imagining a her, but there's no kind of clue or suggestion that what we're seeing is through her eyes. No, I'm literally, I was literally just bamboozled. seeing, you know, that yeah. kind of. And it's because it's not about, it's not a murder mystery. It's not a who done it. It's 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 literally just like a psychedelic. There's there's actually a French term, French cinema term for what it is, and I can't remember what it is, and I can't speak French. <laughs> But it, it, it is. It's just like a stream of con- a point of view stream of consciousness. And it's not even one person's point of view because it, yeah. it's, it's mostly me, but it switches to to Rumi occasionally and stuff but like then, that. But then you have the stalker as well. And I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, no, just... he's he's entirely there as a sort of like red herring. He's like, the red herring. Yeah. yeah mm. you, you think it's him because yeah. look at him. He looks he looks terrifying. Like he's terrifying. Yeah, because like, he's, he looks and, scary. You know? And he has a little shrine, a little Mima shrine in his house. And like he mans a website that's all about her. Like, I think the interesting thing about this film to me, because when I saw it, when Rich and I watched it, I didn't actually know what it was about either. So I went into it like completely. Yeah. I just assumed it was going to be scary because of my assumptions about Paprika, which I still haven't watched. Or I think I should <laughs> now that I've, I've, uh, I've. Yeah, I've not seen Paprika. I've seen, I think. Tokyo Godfathers, which was which is another one by mm. Satoshi Khan. And I, I might have seen again, it's another one, Millennium Actress, which is another one of his that I might have seen, which I seem to remember is very similar to this, but it's a much more benevolent movie. It's a relationship between an actress and a fan. But that's right. that's like a benevolent version, a mm. feel-good version. Well, uh, so what got me about this film was like so as I'm watching it the first time, shiny and fresh, I was thinking, okay, this is uh, blatantly going to be like a whodunit m- murder mystery. Uh, so I was I was putting my little you know deer stalker on, breaking out the pipe, looking <laughs> for the clues. Um, and uh, and by the time it finished, I realised that like you say, it's not a movie about that at, at all. No. And it, and if it's about anything, which I'm not 100% sure it's only about one thing, but I think mm. for, for me, the thing that really resonated with me was that it felt very much like it was about sort of like the price of fame, particularly for women, in yeah. the sense of, you know, how the pop band are treated, how Rumi was treated, how Mima was treated, um, you know, like the the price of like having fans. Uh, and it's, I think it's really ahead of the time with that as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, what, yeah. I mean, because it's it's set. I mean, it's set literally on the on the on the cusp of like the internet. It like, is. There's, there's a big scene where that, she's yeah. being introduced to the internet, which kind of really makes it feel like a period piece. I mean, honestly, <laughs> one, of, one of my notes was. Tell me your time of being made without telling me the time of you being made with the yeah. fax machine. <laughs> the fax and machine. Then, yeah. Yeah. And then the Macintosh yeah. performer and her, you know, learning how to use fan sites and reading. I mean, that, yeah. That. I think, and also it has, it don't, I mean, I'm sure that was there because that's the time it was made. But yeah. it also it needs to be that kind of naive about yes. it. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, here's this obviously horrible fan site and very dodgy fan site but she's kind of really blase about it and go oh wow somebody's pretending to be me and you just and like you know if that was now or maybe it should have been there as well you should be going what the fuck and this how do is... we get this shut down yeah why, why, you know, you, I mean, why aren't you saying you've got a stalker and all this shit's happening and get it shut yeah. down and get the police involved i mean because uh, well that's it. i mean yeah where are the fucking police through this yeah whole thing? i, I mean, wondered that for the whole thing I where mean, are the police? One, of, one of the one of the things why it's not a whodunit is there's no police yeah, procedure no aspect to it at, all. at all there's no detective work at all no. you know even when the letter bomb gets sent and mm. blows up in a agent's face and yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like oh well that's a shame never mind let's I'm not fine. take it's it too okay. seriously let's, let's carry on you know and, and they literally just carry on which is one of the things i found infuriating about it <laughs> because it's it doesn't play by those rules at all mm. you know you can't you can't you literally can't judge it on that on that level because it falls apart you know yeah. that's not the movie and you know i've seen i've seen an interview with um satoshi khan and he was saying that's not the movie I was making. That was the, the script they had, because, like I say, it was it was based on a book. Now the book is a much more conventional stalker story. Okay. There's there's none of the the, the weird ambiguity and visions and all that kind of stuff and breakdown of reality and all that kind of stuff. That's not in there. He put all that in there. There's no reason for it to be called Perfect Blue in the movie. The, whatever it's called whatever it's called perfect blue only makes sense in the book whatever <laughs> reference that was didn't didn't translate over to the movie at all and he and he says well you know i just decided to keep the keep the keep title the we're we were going to change the title and you know but they uh, they like the title so they want to keep the title so we kept the title but it make and he admits it makes whatever that the sense. he never read the book <laughs> so he doesn't know oh. <laughs> Wow. which is just again i'm watching it and half of me's going where to go dude and you're also going are you fucking mad what's <laughs> what about due diligence at the same time though marketing because all right he's not read the book he doesn't know why it's called perfect blue but he's guaranteed himself a bit of an audience because those that have read the book will come and watch the movie thinking oh great i'm gonna yeah, see but, a version yeah, I mean, of what i've read kind of worms let's not open that because yeah. you know we, we've all seen bad Oh, know, adaptations, adaptations yeah, of absolutely. books and absolutely. comics and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, that would, yeah, The Shining, we're back to that again. Oh, but, um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so I, I think it's, again, like I said, I, I, I need to watch it again a couple of times uh, mm-hmm. to figure it out because it is just super, it is it is indisputably a classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, and it's, it's utterly convoluted and complicated and yeah. i was like i was like stage and i when i was watching this i was like okay so 
So we've got a story that's not really about her stalker and the crazy lady at the end, but, you know, this young woman who wants to move from one career to another, all the trappings and falls that come with being a celebrity and, and you know, ahead of its time in a way, very groundbreaking what it was doing and what it was saying. Like, you know, she moves into acting. She leaves a, what became a very popular um, well, he, group, which is like, you know, thing, like Spice Girls and stuff. Yeah. Well, here's a thing that kind of put me on the wrong foot again early on. And it might just be my unfamiliarity with, with certain aspects of Japanese culture. Like I couldn't figure out how popular charm or charm was supposed to be because i i figured that it's a, she's famous and she's successful and it's a successful group and then after she leaves they go ape shit because they get a top 100 single yeah yeah and i'm like so they're not um yeah so so they're not they're not huge um they're if you sort of take into account the size of the crowd at the gig at the start where she announces her retirement yeah. Like that is a big gig for them, yeah. Um, yeah. Apparently, and uh, and I think that's that's part of what's interesting about her. So, what got me about the film was I was once I got to a point where I thought I knew what was happening. I thought, oh, she's starting to go mad because yes. she's uh, made the wrong call, and now she's having to do like an uh, an awful bit part in a TV show and they've offered her a bigger part, but it means a rape scene. And it's just like, Ugh, and that's like fucked up ahead. And yeah. Gross. The and stress, stress and, of it all. Uh, and, and now yeah. the band are like, get, you know, they've got their top 100 and they're doing better without her. And like, that's got to be a blow to the old self-esteem. Mm. Eh? Um, yeah. And I didn't realize that the film, whilst that, that is a giant myth. That in itself is a red herring because you're then supposed to think, oh, she's the one who done it because she's clearly going nutso from all of this, you know, stress yeah. and uh, jealousy and all this other stuff. Yeah. And you, you sort of don't watch, you don't pay any attention to Rumi whatsoever. No. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> when yeah. it's actually I mean, her I, I, I descent was, um, into madness. That's... In fact, the, the only thing about, that, that caught me about Rumi was I thought that was her mom. I thought and then, that. And then oh. when you find out that's not her mum, I was like, oh, shit, that's no, this I, character's not who I thought it was. Yeah, I thought so. I thought at the start, I thought it was her mum. And then as it went on, I thought, oh, no, no, she's like agent assistant type. Yeah. yeah. But then like Stace, like, I missed any clue that Rumi was actually the one until we got towards the end when Rumi was driving her to what we thought was her apartment. And it wasn't because she'd recreated. There aren't aren't any clues to me. It's because my note is like, I say, what the fuck? And then I put my next point is, is it roomy? (laughs) (laughs) And then it was. Yeah, because it's kind of like three movies in one. You've got like the kind of the whodunit stalker story. You've got the her career story. And then you've got the mental breakdown story. And it's the mental breakdown story, I think, that's what the film is and the other two are just kind of red herrings they're just kind of they're almost they're, a little they're, bit they're just they're, they're just the gravy yeah you know because like, like I, I, even watching the kind of like the the career path type story that was annoying me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was like going well sh- surely she can do both there's not she's not been offered a part she's not the lead like the leading actress who's very good she could yeah. do it it did oh. remind me a bit of like am i just watching a like an animated episode of law and order um 
SVU, 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 Special Victims Unit, because that's what it felt like, because the whole the whole structure of the story where it's about her career and her losing her mind. It's like, yeah, I get it. I can see why. Mm. Like we've just said, the band becomes successful a little bit more after she leaves. She's only got a bit part. They give her a bigger part, but purely because she's a quote unquote pop idol. And so they do a race thing. And then she does does a naked uh, photo shoot for a magazine. And it's like, so you're really showing how this young woman is just being used for her body and youth. Well, this is the other thing I didn't get, because that's actually like from, I don't know if they took it from real life, but that's actually a a very common kind of career trajectory for, Mm. you know, your your kind of your Britney Spears or your your kids, uh, kid actresses, actresses and stuff. They'll do that. And then to break away from that, they'll then do something startlingly different. That will be an adult movie, not an adult porno movie, but something that's an adult drama. Or they'll do the Playboy spread or or something like that. Or back in the 90s, they'd be doing, you know, FHM shoots and and stuff like that. So that's it. That's very relatable. But what bugged me was that um, Mima herself seemed very I, I didn't dig her as a character I didn't feel anything for her as a character because she was very placid yeah she, she was, was saying yeah. I want to do this I want to I want to quit and do this but I didn't get any sense that she was motivated particularly no or she, just, uh, she she lets, just seemed to be coasting along things happen to her <laughs> she's just yeah. like yeah, I mean whatever like, falls does, her way I'll, I'll have it I'll have a go at it I'll do it fine yeah like yeah. she gets offered the part with you know and you go okay that's that's not being an actress, that's literally being an extra. Yeah. She's got she's got one one line, line. Uh, and stuff like. But again, this is me get but it's this different in Japan. But anyway, and then she gets the the you know the photo shoot and stuff like that, which seems almost like she was offered it as a celebrity photo shoot, but she doesn't seem to be that much of a celebrity. So how does that work, or is it literally just? And it doesn't seem like a particularly tacky. Although actually. What I found interesting was, if we could just digress on to, to something like, you know, it's a bit unsavoury. Um, <laughs> it's like, it's a nude photo shoot, right? And yeah. what surprised me was there was pubic hair, that they mm. actually shot pubic hair. Now, I know or it, that Japan is very kind of iffy about showing pubic hair. They don't like, you know, it's, it's, a, very, it's a big taboo. And, and it was it surprised me an awful lot that it was actually in in this. And that must have just been so shocking mm, at the time, time. Yeah. so off the wall at the time. Uh, that would have been, I guess, you know, late nineties. Would this have been after Basic Instinct or before? I think it would have been. This would have been around about the same time as Basic Instinct, wouldn't it? Because I, I got I got the feeling that the, the the film or the TV show that she was shooting was something like it wasn't like a, a, a cheese it was it looked like it was like a quite esteemed type series it wasn't like a cheapo series but it, yeah. it was something like initially i thought it was something like the x-files but you know then it obviously it became more something like you know i don't know like a tv version of silence of the lambs or or something like that that kind of a so it a was show. after it was released after basic instinct because basic instinct was 92 yeah, this is so I, it, it felt like it was it was kind of riding that kind of wave of there was there was a lot of those kind of erotic thrillers came out and it seemed to me like maybe that was something they were 
it was it was part of that kind of genre that the you know perfect blue i'm talking about now yeah yeah was like it was it was kind of either cashing in on that or riding that wave although it's obviously a, actually a different film to that but that's what it was kind of presenting itself mm. as like an erotic thriller certainly if you look at the promo posters and material and stuff they're surely yeah. they're definitely mm. pushing pushing the erotic um angle mm. um superficially at least because um, i think i mean i i didn't dislike this film at all it just it just utterly bamboozled me because it had so many things clashing all together at once <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I just I was like, it's it's good, but it's fucking confusing. See, I think that's partially why I liked it. I think that's because, the thing, yeah. Because I think if this film had just been about a girl struggling on a career path, I'd have been like, eh. And if it was just a murder mystery, I'd have been like, eh, eh. And if it was <laughs> if it was just uh, a woman losing her marbles a bit, I'd be like, eh. But I think the fact that it was all of it crammed into like 81 minutes there's no mm. flab to this movie like nothing in this movie is is you know surplus to requirements yeah um and i think i like the fact as well because i will be the first to say that weirdly despite the fact that i have like the mouth of a sailor and i can dirty joke with a, a lot of people uh i am weird about sexy bits in movies yeah <laughs> it's probably my asexuality showing through but i just find it a little bit unnecessary and uncomfortable for the most part mm-hmm. um but i actually thought for this film anyway because everything about it was so for an anime like so grounded and like real mm. that, that that actually felt like um it, it, it still made me feel uncomfortable but it made me feel uncomfortable because that's what the film wanted me to feel not yeah, because but, i was just going oh boobies yeah yeah, it, it's, it, yeah it's very different in that it's not i'm not i mean I don't object to being titillated. I've never <laughs> had a bad time being titillated. I'm all for titillation, right? But it, but that's not what this is about at all. No, no not at all. So, not at all. and like you say, it's uncomfortable, but it's not exploitative. Exploitative? Exploitative? It's not, you know, <laughs> exploitation. So, but but it's yeah. So yeah. So so it is. It is like a. Like I say, it's it's a short film, but it feels like three hours it felt long it, to me watching it, it. it feels a lot longer than it yeah. is it doesn't feel like an 80 minute film you know like most disney films you know and animations are like 80 minutes or something yeah. like that you know but it, it did it, feel a lot longer it covered a lot it's yeah. it's 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 very like, stuff under the microscope isn't it you know yeah because i'm not i'm not really that bothered by the sexy times and things in films not really but mm. i did yeah it was uncomfortable viewing especially the the rape scene which is it's at but it's a simulated rape scene because she's filming it for the tv show mm. but, well, it, but you're watching it but it's still because it's so aggressive well that's and, that's what i thought was interesting because it kind of they kind of it, 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 it sort of has its cake and eats at the same time in that it, it makes it very clear that this isn't a rape scene it's just um they're just acting yeah but, but at the same time they don't make it just that because you could could shoot that and it be it be because you know i imagine with any kind of sex scene or rape scene or it's the same as any other scene is that it's a lot of stop and start and let me move the lights and this you can't see this yeah and that kind of stuff so one of the things that often bugs me about movies about movies is you'll you'll see them shooting a scene 
and it'll go on for ages and you go well, that's not how they generally shoot scenes yeah it's because they, a few bits and then they stop and go okay can you do that again and it's, yeah you know and and you know any kind of interview with any actors and actresses they'll tell, they tell you, you that it, it's, they're not it's sexy. all it's non-stop yeah it's, it's all it's not it's not sexy it's all padded and people are everywhere so many people now and of course now thankfully they have people on set yeah. um to look after everyone involved to make sure that everyone's comfortable yeah. and stuff but but, but, but when what they even this you, you're seeing it not just you know but not from um, a like uh, behind the you, scenes film. How, how she's feeling it, rather than yeah, how it's, it's being seen. It's, it's actually it viewing it as as if it is actually happening, as if she's yeah. a victim, and it's aggressive. And even though they did do one one split moment of when they shout out "cut" and they want to redo something, and everyone's yeah. got to hold their position, and the guy who is acting as if he is raping yeah. her, Mima. Um, you know, he whispers in her ear to apologise. He's like, I'm so sorry. She's like, oh, no, it's fine. It's it's for the show. It's OK. And then it starts up again. But the fact that it goes on for so long, mm. that did get me as well. Because um, yeah, just... I think it's because that's that's not it's... how it's happening. That's how it's happening. But it, it, exactly. Because then, it, of course, it adds to the psychological trauma. Yeah. Of this but of course, then, then there's the, the then there's the other twist that completely blew my fucking noodle. <laughs> is they, they it's like there's a final what would have been the final twist at the end of the movie. They stick about three quarters of the way through, <laughs> whereas where they suddenly drop this bombshell, and and then don't mention it again. Where they go, oh no, meme is not real. She's actually called somebody else who was raped in a club. And she it's her psychosis that she's an ex pop star who's now trying to become an actress and yada, yada, yada. So then you find out, according to this moment, that the whole film is a fantasy, it is, a, is a split personality. But um, then it, but then yeah. it switches. And then I'm like, so what? Wait. What? <laughs> and then they don't mention that again. Then they, they segue onto something else, like into a scene that she's shooting like for the TV show, for Double Bind. And I go, wait, so was that the scene? But that doesn't make sense for the scene that they're shooting because there's murders in the series and stuff like so, that. So I think, yeah. but again, this is entirely just how it read to me. So I may be wrong or there may be other interpretations of this. But my feeling was that the scene that we see where it looks like Mima is not real at all um, is is actually the scene from Double Bind that mm. Mima is remembering recording. But the way we actually see that scene again later where she acts it properly is what actually happened. But what's what we see first is what's in her head, because at this point she's starting to lose her marbles and she's wondering if she's been killing people. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, honest. But, it, but what's interesting is I watched a whole bunch of because because there was, there's no extras on the dvd or anything like that or come try to go to youtube so mm. and, and and that sort of stuff there's you know a lot of there's a lot of analysis of this movie and mm. what's funny is no one can agree no. about <laughs> no. what, what exactly it. yeah the bro- everybody gets the broad strokes but there's 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 quite a few people who think the movie and i'm not saying they're right or wrong because i don't know that they're saying no, the whole film is in her head, and the only real moment is that scene. That's where they suddenly tip. It's almost in there as a kind of, 
But that's <laughs> the actual, that's where they tell you what the actual film is. And the, the whole thing is a delusion, except for that one scene. Now, again, this is why I, I kind of need to watch it a few more times. But, um, but Jesus age Christ, it was, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I say, the, the first half I was kind of bored because I wasn't really digging the whole career arc. You know, there, there's, you know, there, there's stuff that just niggles me, like I mm. say. But then, but at the same time, if they're true and the whole thing is a delusion, then that makes, then that everything makes sense now. <laughs> that all the illogic stuff of it mm. now makes sense. Yeah. The fact that she's coasting through makes sense. The fact that, you know, they're famous, but they're not. The fact that, you know, like I assumed that, you know, from like their, their audience at the, at the gig at the start, it's all guys in the audience, mm-hmm. like middle aged guys. So I'm thinking, well, surely they're like a team band, shouldn't they be? See, I feel like that was a bit of a dig at uh, the sort of the sort of audience that those kind of bands actually bring a, bring around in Japan. I, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. like I say, this this is where my kind of yeah you know, my knowledge of Japanese culture falls apart because like I'm watching it judging like oh, if they're the Spike Girls, then surely they should be kids. They should be playing to kids, but it's all guys. So I'm mm-hmm. figuring, okay, then they're a bit different. But if they're all guys. And it's all erotically charged. She can't be then that surprised, or, or uh, what's his name, uh, Rumi can't then be that weirded out when she goes to do something that's erotic or a bit more adult and stuff. If that's clearly her, but you know, it's it's a film you kind of have to think about, you know. Yeah, I that is that is entirely why I liked it because mm. I I I am very annoying when it comes to movies in the sense that I like to be baffled a bit and I like to have to sit and chew on a movie afterwards but I don't want you to confuse me to the point that I'm just staring at you going what in the blue fuck am I looking at yeah because that's not enjoyable to me that's just you've just come in here and you've scrambled my brains and you've left and I don't get it whereas like this movie what I like about it is that not only so like that's the, the the interpretation that you were just talking about, where everything except that one scene is a delusion, is a genuinely interesting thing I'd never even thought about before, and now I'm going to have to go and chew on that after this episode <laughs> is finished, because that is an incredibly intriguing way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, but I just love how like the movie gives you enough all the way through, or it did to me at least, mm. to make you think, what am I looking at? But not so much in the sense where you're just going, oh, God, what am I fucking looking at? <laughs> like, yeah. like I know, it's, it's an intrigue rather than it's a frustration to me. See, um, my, my, it was giving me the what the fuck am I looking at? But not in an aggressive, angry, angry way, but more of a no, seriously, what the fuck am I looking at? Because I don't because <laughs> I, I mean, for clarity, the scene that we're, we're saying is the truth and not the delusion is when she's been caught by the police and is in like psycho. Yeah. Is in the interview room and mm-hmm. they're saying, oh, she has a split personality and so she can't remember killing all the people and da 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 da, all that sort of that's Yeah. So that's the scene we're saying, that's the truth, but everything else is a delusion. Which when I saw that scene, it's like, oh, right, psycho. Yeah, no, I see the Hitchcock. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but at the same time, that could, because it's, it's one of those things where the people, the, supposedly the people who are in the fantasy are also the, people in real life real life yeah 
it's yeah. the actors who, you know, the the doctor, I guess she's a doctor or investigator or something in the yeah. TV show, is the one who in real life is the, the doctor slash police person who's who's dealing with it. So it's like, well, the, is this, again, it's all deliberately vague. It's all mm. supposed to be clear. And they say this, yeah, you know, it's it's not, you know, the point of the, the film is to, to not to solve the puzzle. It's just to experience it. Yeah. Which is a different thing for me. Um, now, when I was young, I think we've, we've mentioned this before. When I was in my 20s, I lapped this sort of thing up. I, w- I was I was really into that kind of broken narrative and and all that kind of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. as I get older, I haven't got time for it. It's like, no, look, I've only got 30, 40 years left. Just tell me the story. <laughs> man. Just, just, I'm not just the tell me what you want to say. I ain't I'm... got time to be wor- to do homework. I've aged so, out patience these days. Just tell me the story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, like when when Twin Peaks came around originally, I loved it. I loved the, the ambiguity and the vagueness of it. The yeah. stuff, I loved it when stuff can just be weird for the sake of being weird. When the kind of like the sequel series came out a few years back, I couldn't fucking stand it because I was like, <laughs> just just tell me the story. Stop fannying around. <laughs> I'll just, be honest. I bought the box set of the original series of that um, just shortly after the sequel came out. And I started as like, oh, fucking Scooby. And I've not picked it up since. <laughs> I just, I was like, oh, it's, it's too, it's, it's it's too much of a slow time. burn. I just yeah, it is, it is a real slow, but it, you know, again, it was a, it was super addictive at the time. It, yeah. It was yeah. N- like nothing else. I mean, because um, like with this film, it's like a lot on my notes. Like, I mean, the screenwriter's death was like, Christ, screenwriter's death, which reminded me, of Scream. There's Scream 4 when someone's killed in a parking lot and that's quite... Well, actually, she's thrown off the oh, roof. That, uh, it's not that bad. The screen, but, you know, that the it, guy in the lift or the guy in the apartment? The guy in the lift. The, the lift. That was a there. hell of... Like I say, that was a hell of a... Hell of that, a was, that was a hell of a, a murder, but yeah. it was but that was bloody well done. Like, yeah. how they did it I'm all. not sure how it works. No. <laughs> you know, no I'm, not, I'm not sure how it works either, but... You know, it's like, but that's not what you're supposed to be wasting no, your time on. No, I That's just, not what you're supposed to be thinking about. That's it was not literally, what, that's not... you know, open the doors and see his eyes are gouged out or whatever. Yeah. And like, fucking hell. Yeah. And uh, but, but then there's other moments like all of our fish are dead. Is that real? Is it fake? I don't know anymore. I just don't know. Well, <laughs> no, exactly. Well, and there's, there's a whole fucking debate about what the fish mean. There's, <laughs> the, you know, there's just oh, layers and layers of imagery and symbolism and stuff that, that you could go into. There's, and the fish is as a long, I mean, as long as one of the theories isn't like, you know, Dory, just keep swimming. <laughs> as long as it's not that, you know. But a lot what? of it was a very case of, I don't know what's real and what's fake anymore. And I know that's the purpose of what they're, yeah. they're doing to us as a viewer. Yeah. But, but at I, the same I time, I'd like have to know. a lot of patience. Yeah, I see this. I think this thing. is this is where we're different on our opinions of yeah. this because I was thrilled by that discombobulation. Yeah. Like, I was oh, like, yeah, and I'm, what and I'm am sure, I looking at? It's majestic. You know, yeah, like 30 years ago, I, might, I when I watched it first and just gave up on it. Now, I can't remember why I gave up. It might have just been I had a phone call and just never got back to it. I don't know. So I can't remember whether I was, you know, super bored or or whatever mm. but um I, I i know it wasn't what i was expecting at the time mm. but I, I but also if i'd have you know just a few years before that i'd have just been all over it. i'd have i'd have just fucking lapped it up you know i was all 
into that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, um, so I haven't I haven't quite hit the I'm just too old for this now. Just tell me what the fuck's going on. I was still like I was still into it, like trying. I was just sat there trying to figure because, you know, I'm a Miss Marple fan. I'm like, I can't figure this out, but I want to figure this out. Why can't I figure this out? I'm trying to yeah. figure this out. Hold on. It's roomy. Holy fuck, it is. It's roomy. Yeah. Oh, my God, it's roomy. And then there was I don't think you're fighting. supposed to figure it out. It's no. the problem. No, I mean, <laughs> I mean even when she, when she find out who it is, she doesn't, you know, you get a couple of shots of her in the outfit yeah. dressed as um, Mima. Yeah. And then she just looks like Mima. She and she's look. only... Yeah. Her she's only in the herself reflections in, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. phenomenal imagery, but narrative wise, it's a head fuck. Right? Oh, it's, it's well, again, though, yeah. That was one of the because they they have that motif all the way through the film. There are bits where yeah, people yeah. are looking at reflective surfaces, and what you are seeing looking back at you is not what is reality, what, yeah. or is that reality? And what we're looking at is not like oh, like there's this whole sort of like inward and outward, um, you know, how we see ourselves versus how we present ourselves versus yeah. who yeah. we actually are, um, which is like a thing that I just thought was like oh, chef's kiss, ooh, artistry. I mean, yeah, I-, <laughs> I mean, I mean, now that aspect is so fucking relevant and so ahead of its time. Yeah. Now the whole thing about you know, like a celebrity image. But, I mean, the, I think some of the first shots we see of her on stage dancing in the little cute outfit, you know, cut with her just shopping for stuff, mm, right? Yeah. And it's all yeah. about, you know, what, what a celebrity looks like and what they look like when they're at home, so so, which is just basically applies to everybody now. We've all got our online images right, yeah, and avatars. Yeah. We all carefully, and I know who I'm talking to here, we all know <laughs> our angles when we take <laughs> our selfies. All the way and, up on the left. Yeah, all, all, yeah, exactly. All that kind of stuff. That's <laughs> now second nature. Like I've got one decent photo, and that's it. That's the only one I use. You know, <laughs> so that's that's it. That's the only one I like. So I, yeah, we all curate our image. We all curate, you know, our kind of our social media and stuff like that. We're all different people. We all you know. I'm a hell of a lot funnier uh, in you know, <laughs> online than I am, you know, in person. Yeah. <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Like I'm a better looking online now in person and all that kind of stuff. It's all, you know, so it's like it's everybody now. So it's it's interesting from that aspect. I feel like I haven't seen it. I now feel that what at least two movies I can think of now that absolutely nailed modern celebrity culture. Mm. This and um, Misery, Stephen King's oh, Misery. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just yeah. nailed fandom to the wall there. Yeah. Uh, and it's and, and you know and and it's got worse since then you know it's it mm-hmm. you know it's literally the tail wagging the dog now so it's but yeah so it although again like I said at the start although I kind of I feel like I've been quite negative about the movie there's a lot of great stuff I acknowledge there's a lot of great stuff in there mm. it just doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't as, always as a viewing experience yeah it doesn't always necessarily stitch together but yeah. there are some edge of the seat moments like her like me and fight with the stalker and then i'm like wait did she fight the stalker did she not fight the stalker what? I, <laughs> I, I i i don't know anymore yeah. obviously he he was killed um i would say by Rumi, of course but um all of so, that yeah now i haven't seen it well, well, no, i don't know now who did the murders? No, we know okay. that so who did some of the murders? If, if you if you did take it if you take it at, at, at fully face value of literally what they present to you, 
the the most sort of literal reading of it is that Rumi did all the murders except the stalker. That one was actually Mima because the meet Rumi was feeding the stalker Mima's thoughts and stuff to make that scary ass website. Yeah, yeah. And he felt like he was, you know, seeing the real her, and then the actual real her didn't match up with his uh, expectations. So he tried to rape her towards the end and mm. she killed him in self-defense uh mm. but then uh Rumi that's when we discover that yeah Rumi's been doing sort of everything and yeah. she tries to murder and I assume wants to replace Mima yeah, <laughs> even I, though that's I, probably, I don't know but, probably yeah. not gonna happen um yeah. but like that again like that's that's one reading of the film based on like just taking very sort of yeah. uh yeah, that taking a very sort of literal look at the exact way it's presented to you. Yeah, but, but I, think, like, I think, but then again, it's not a film you can do that. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. Well, you can, this but that's thing. not necessarily what it's about, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those films for me because I realised that I said up top that this is one of my favourite movies and then proceeded to describe just like a really grimy depressing film which (laughs) makes me sound like a bit of a weirdo um but when I say it's one of my favorites what I mean is it blew my tiny mind and I was thinking about it for like a good two weeks afterwards and that to me is the sign of like a favorite film not Mm. how frequently I want to watch it because I'll be honest not very frequently lads (laughs) (laughs) I I was part way through it I think about half an hour into something I actually had the moment where I went Am I watching the right movie? Have I? Yeah. Have I? Is there another film called Perfect? Or because Rose? you thought I wouldn't like because it. Because I thought I don't think this is your <laughs> kind of movie at all. Mm-hmm. And that was before I even got to the the pseudo rape scene and stuff like that, you know. Mm. Yeah. So it was. So I was like, oh it, no, there's only what I mean. There is a remake recently, but it's clearly not that because you know we we did. And I sent you the image going. I'm watching this and you didn't go that's not the one I said <laughs> so, I, thought, I thought clearly I'm watching the right one. but I, I genuinely had a had a moment of am I watching the am I watching the right one? <laughs> truly I, truly I do not understand my own tastes the more films that we watch together I can't fathom what it is about some movies that puts me off and other movies that uh, that turns me on because well, one. Yeah. none yeah. of it makes any fucking sense no i mean <laughs> yeah. i was sure you weren't gonna like blade runner i was sure you weren't gonna like 2001 and, and you've trolled me both times well, so, yeah. you know it's but it, again it does you know it is all about expectation as well that's a big thing about yeah. you know if you're going in with low expectations then you can you can only be pleasantly surprised well, if hopefully. you're coming in you know then you know with a thing with a reputation then it has to live up to it yeah. uh, like i am i am as we speak putting off going to see across the spider-verse because yeah. the 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 word on that the reception on that is so massively huge yes yeah. it's really it can't <laughs> possibly live up to it and it's putting me off it's like yeah let no, me I, make I, up my own mind stop hitting me over the head with the five-star reviews I completely get it because I've been to plenty of films where people have bigged it up and say, oh, it's amazing. It's great. You're going to love it. Look, like people did that to me with a get out. And um, friends said, you love horror. You're going to love this. It's amazing. And I saw it yeah. and I thought, it's all right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, again, not to have another rant about Joker, but that, that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, that you know, too. And, yeah. And, and, yeah. Yeah. And Logan but and but to be, I mean, to be fair to Spider-Verse, I did think it was amazing. 
I thought it was a touch too long, but I thought it was amazing. But anyway, yeah. we digress. Anyway, yeah, so we'll, we'll come it's to like it's animated. It's all on topic. It's animated. It's on topic. <laughs> I know what's doing. Here's a thing, though, right? So we get to the end of the movie where uh, Rumi has taken Mima, what we think is to her home, and then she discovers this isn't my home, yeah. and then Rumi, you know, reveals herself to be the psycho that she actually is. Yeah. And well, can I just say? When yeah. we use things like Psycho and Nutcase and all that, we're not mocking. This is we're talking about fictional characters. We are. We're not yeah. mocking mental health in any way. We no, do no, not no, no. use these terms to talk about real mental ill health. I just want to say that because we, I'm aware we've been banding around a lot of yeah. colloquialism, shall we say? Yeah. Um, so. Well, we've so, all so, got our issues. We're all very. We have, yeah, I was going to say we are. We are a collection of mental ill health. So, yeah, so <laughs> we, we absolutely are. We know what we're talking about. Okay. You know, so, mental, um, mentally disturbed woman that she is. Yeah. But um, so she, she, you know, she's chasing after Mima to try and murder her, and then the, the fight ends up going outside. I'm not quite sure how they survived any of the falls that they took. <laughs> <laughs> That's neither because here nor there. Because it's not real. Jenny. Of course, it's all it's, animated. It's all a delusion. This it's all a delusion. That's what it. But what gets me right? If you've got, you know, someone chasing after you who desperately wants to murder you, right? Yeah. And they uh, fall onto broken glass and stab themselves. Yay! They killed them. You know, by doing that. Excellent. They're not going to hurt me. But they stumble into the road. They're about to be hit by a truck. Why the fuck would you run into them? And it's save them morals, Jennifer. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you're trying to kill well, me. Well, that's me never going to try and kill you then. Just cool. because I actually <laughs> nearly get run over. I'm what? not going to trick you to rescue I'll be honest. If you're trying to do me a dead uh, and really serious about it because you want to take my place in the world, I'm sorry. But if that truck is coming to hit you, I'm thinking, thank you. I can well, stop running now. I'll be honest, I thought that was another product of, of Mima being a bit bananas and thinking that she'd killed a load of people and not wanting to kill anyone else, was how I'd sort of read that scene. And I, could, I, um, yeah. Or yeah. feeling a sort of kindred, because the reason that Rumi doesn't get out of the way herself is because she mistakes the truck's headlights for, or like, spotlights. spotlights. Yeah. And so she moment. starts to, like, yeah, pose. Like she's very yeah, like she's just an wonderful was, performance. Yeah. Um. So I feel like there's also a bit of a sort of kindred spirity thing there of like, yeah. you know, yeah. that the former pop idol who hasn't really made an awful lot of herself since. I mean, yeah. I know I, I, uh, yeah, Mima yeah. had only just started, but that, that. But again, that's that's another. They don't they don't give you any context for that. It's just what happens. Yeah. And yeah. if you take the reading that that actually wasn't real, then that that could be a sort of Mima's own mind trying to sort of save herself, as it were, true. from yeah. our yeah, true. fucking oh, nose lads. <laughs> it's yeah, also so confusing. I ain't got a shit and clue, yeah. I tell you. I mean, and then you've got the, the final scene, right? Yeah. Which is where um, um, Mima, sorry, I have to keep checking my notes for these names, sorry. Yeah. Mima it visits uh, Rumi in the hospital. She's in a hospital. And I thought it was very interesting that she doesn't die to have yes, like, a, a psycho stalker movie where. Yeah. The villain doesn't die, but anyway. Well, so same she's though, so. so well true, yeah, good point. Yeah. So she's in the uh, hospital. She goes and visits her. Yeah. I think we're implied now that she's more famous and successful because the nurses recognise her and talk. Why about would her. she be here, sort of thing? Yeah, but, yeah. But whether that's just because she's famous because of what happened, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then she gets in. Yeah, you know, they're thinking about is it really her or is it? A, I can't remember what they say. Is it a lookalike or something like that? Yeah. And then she gets in the car and takes her sunglasses off and goes, I'm real. 
Now, people, <laughs> most people seem to interpret that as, yeah, at face value, that's her confirming the audience that she's real and she's the yeah. real one. This is yeah. what happens. But that yes. doesn't work for me. <laughs> is it because she's what? looking in a reflective surface at the time? Because, it's because there's no reflection in the glasses. Uh, also, one of one of the codes apparently uh, that I didn't pick up on one of the, uh, the 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 images and symbol and the codes is when there's a glaring light, it means something's wrong, mm-hmm. something's not what it seems, or somebody's deluding, or like you know. So at that point, there's a big glaring light through the back of the car window. So I'm go so I'm interpreting that as so that's not real then. Which, okay. which is evidence that none of it's real. So she's saying I'm real. The the symbolism of the glaring light says it, she's not. Also, it's just very either they they went for a really sappy ending, yeah, with that final yeah. I'm real. It's okay, yeah. hugs, which doesn't doesn't matter. <laughs> and also apparently that's not the actress who plays Mimi saying that. It's the actress who plays Rumi saying that line. <laughs> Which is a whole <laughs> big, another fucking world. Oh, my God. Anyway, so they just fuck with you, this film. They fuck with you. So I'm going to have to definitely put a swear. Um, Jeez. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so again, that, that you know, it's, it's interesting that, you know, you've watched some of the other people analysing it and they're going, that's clearly her, because although there's the bright light, which we all accept does mean that something's funny, it's behind her. And it's it's in the background. So and it's small in the frame, which means it's receding. And I go, yeah, I think, yeah, I think we're all just overlapping what we want to believe at this yeah. point. I'll be um, honest. I'll be honest, mate. I didn't even fucking notice that. On <laughs> I just saw I was like, oh, it's her. All right, then. Yeah, cool. Good yeah, film. That, fucking yeah, confusing. I mean, it's, it's all, <laughs> like, say, this is, some of this is stuff I, I picked up when I and some of it. I only saw when I was reading up on it afterwards. Yes. Okay. Just, you know. Just trying to figure out what the fuck it was I just saw, you know, <laughs> trying to trying to filter. There's literally a video on YouTube that's <laughs> that explains what's real and what's not, right? Through there, this is this is a real bit. This is the delusion bit, and you know, oh, and I'm I pretty sure they that. get some of them wrong. Yeah, you know, I think it's all up for debate, to be honest. It's what it sounds like. I mean, just from the three of us, it, and I, that's what I love about film. That's what I really bloody love about film. When you get a film like like this and you just got such contrasting thoughts and opinions on it. And this is what I love about film, a debate about it. It's great. I still haven't got a bloody clue what really was going on in this film sometimes. No. But, uh, Neither but, uh, have I. I've, I've, seen where... the, I've seen it three times. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it, it's, you're, not, you're not supposed to. Like no. I, say, I, think, I think the two conventional plots, the stalker plot and the, uh, the career plot, I think they're the red herrings. And it yeah. just completely reverses um, the traditional A plot, B plot, C plot version. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's literally the whole film is about somebody losing their mind yeah. or, or somebody who has already lost their mind. And we're literally just sitting in their head, mm. watching them replay their own fantasy life, except yeah. for that one yeah. scene, which I kind of the more I think about it, the more attractive that's what I kind of lean towards. That Do you know one. what? I I quite like the idea of that one, but I don't know whether I like the idea of it being a full on breakdown on Rumi's behalf and nothing to do with Mima at all, mm. <laughs> or uh, Mima, yeah, going a bit bananas and fu- like. Do you know what? The, 
because I suspected that the end wasn't real because it's a weird line anyway for her to just say, even though they set it up with the nurses, it yeah. is a weird line for her to get into her car and say to nobody, oh, yeah. I'm the real thing. Like, that's truly bizarre. But yeah, I, I mean, think the fact that it's also delivered into the rearview mirror, which we've we've seen all the way through the film, that the reflective surfaces aren't reflecting reality or vice versa, and we don't yeah. know which. Yeah. And I don't know what I'm looking at, and I yeah. fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I th- and I think, yeah, I don't think there's a right answer, to be honest. No, no I, I love that. I love that about well, it as well. well because, yeah, it doesn't make you feel like an idiot. Because that's the problem that I have with a lot of films that are like open to interpretation. When you're watching this, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, all, we're all equal we're all on, on the, the plane. We're all idiots on this one. Yeah. Nobody knows. Yeah, because I, one of the things I don't like is when, I, when, when a film makes me feel stupid. Um, so, like... Uh, and it's not always the film's fault. Sometimes it is that I am a bit dense. Um, but like, what's the? Oh God, there's like a time travel movie, Primer. Primer. Yeah, yeah. That that oh, truly. Yeah. I yeah. tried to watch that with Rich because Rich was like, it's one of my favourite movies. You've got to see it. It's brilliant. And he and we watched it and I just stared at Rich and I was like, I have, I don't, I feel like yeah. the world's thickest thicko. I don't oh, know I, what's, yeah. I don't what know I was, that one. Yeah, oh, I'm with truly you. Truly baffling. It's, yeah, it just doesn't. I just whatever they're talking and about. And it's not in a fun way. Yeah. It's, it's in a, it's in a like, oh, you don't understand maths kind of way. And I'm like, oh, I, don't, I don't understand maths. Yeah. Really. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just I'm just pleased. Maths you... in me. I want to watch a time travel movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm just pleased you didn't say, you, you know, you didn't say back to the future. I'd be like, how do you not understand back to the future? Oh, well, honestly, honestly, honestly anything with time travel is a bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's all <laughs> a bit timey wimey, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I mean, my mom's one of my mom's favorite films is Lake House, and she still doesn't understand how it works. No. <laughs> I've watched it like a dozen times, and she's like, "Explain it to me again." I don't, I, I don't watch it. I can't explain it to you. I've seen it once. I don't watch it. You know, but it was quite simple to me. I, I've, I, you know, I've followed. Yeah. But it's not, was... it's not the strongest Sandra Bullock movie, <laughs> really. But, um, I don't think I've ever seen it, but I don't, don't think need to. The list. It's, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's not okay. one for the pod, anyway. No. <laughs> no. So anyway, so there's one of one of the things I found what I was quite interested about it, on about the kind of like the impact of this movie. I mean, for for a start, I you know, I mean, um, let me just talk about uh, Satoshi Kon for a minute. He made like four big animation movies and then unfortunately he died in 2010 mm. so we you know we you know obviously a tragedy he's only 46 which is absolutely no age um but you you have to kind of ask well, what what has as movie viewers what have we missed out on you know because he mm. did like i say he did uh this millennium actress this tokyo godfathers and paprika and he did a tv anime tv series called paranoia agent which I watched some of. I don't think I watched all of it. With it was that was I remember being really impressed with it at the time. Um, and apparently he was also like he started his career as a manga artist, mm. and he did a, a he did what well, I can't remember what it's called now, but he, he did one that I don't think he finished called Opus. And he was um, he was uh, an art assistant on Akira, the manga of Akira, um, which kind of blew my mind. Mm. Um, but but yeah, so one of the one of the things I found interesting with is that um, Darren Aronofsky, the the movie director, was a big fan of Perfect Blue, and he wanted to remake, do a live action remake at one point, and it, it fell through. But he did um, in a movie that I've not seen called Requiem for a Dream. Apparently, there's there's, there's at least one scene that's a direct homage to 
a similar scene in Perfect Blue. Mm-hmm. And and also the, the movie you made called Black Swan. Oh, yeah, I've uh, seen that, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which I've yeah. seen it, which is, a ve- you know, in retrospect, that's a very similar kind of movie. It is. Again, and it's, it is. It is. It's a bit you know, in places, um, yeah. And I didn't like that one either. <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> yeah, see? So that one, I just, I just, I just. Yeah, I was not a it, fan of Black you know? Swan either. So, but I think, but it's almost like, oh, well, at least I'm consistent, you know, at least. <laughs> if it's true. Like, yeah, Very I didn't true. like this one. I did not allow it. If I'd like that one, but didn't like this one, then I'd think I was a hypocrite. But no, <laughs> if, if at least I'm consistent across the board. But um, but I thought that was that was that was quite interesting because it kind of when I when I found out that you know um, about the Black Swan kind of connection, it kind of looked the penny dropped. I went, oh okay, yeah, that makes that makes sense now. Yeah, I just it's it's nice just to be able to watch an anime film or. You know, a film that's not is not Western made, you know, it's not British or American yeah. um, because I, I there's a, a few Asian films that I've watched. And I've I mean, I love like we had the massive success. What was it? Was it 2018 or a little bit before for Crazy Rich Asians, mm. which yeah. I, I it's a rom com. But I absolutely bloody love it. But yeah, that's an American. It's an American. It's, 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 it's American, a US made film a, with, with Chinese cast and creators and stuff. And creators yeah. and, and, and directors and that, I believe. Yeah. Okay. But um, I have been trying to watch more and more um, sort of Asian film content because Netflix has quite a lot. They've got quite a lot of dramas on there that, and they've got some that have been really interesting um, that I, at the moment, because I haven't finished watching some or I watched them a long time ago and I can't remember their titles. Um but I just like being able to watch it because I also mean I really like watching the the culture they are presenting us with as well, their mm. culture and bits and pieces like that. Because I just I just find it really interesting, and I just like I, to see it to learn new different things. So yeah, I mean if if my kind of actual diet was as varied as my kind of cinema diet and my comic book diet, I'd be a lot healthier than uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> because I do I do love yeah. a big mix, you know, like my comic book interests go from, you know, European stuff, Bandesine to, you know, manga and all, all mm. kind of all around and all these different flavours. And like with movies, you know, I've got a big, you know, an Asian shelf, yeah. uh, uh, you know, I've DVDs and, you know, and that kind of stuff. And I've got my you know, little Euro shelf and stuff like that. But yeah. um, but it is, it's interesting to, to because, because, you know, you know, even now more than ever, I think, you know, there's this formulas and sometimes I like the formulas and those are good. But, you know, you do. I do kind of miss the fact that, you know, you used to be out during the 80s that ITV and Channel 4 used to put uh, Asian movies and like foreign movies on in the in the, you know, at stupid o'clock at night. And I had a yeah. massive film education just watching all this stuff that I did in a quest for boobs, I'll admit. But it was. <laughs> You know, but I was accidentally picking up some really good movies and watching a lot of really good movies. I tell you, as a as a tiny tangent, just but just just because I think you'll find it funny. Um, what when Channel Four used to do that? I what the the one time I experienced the movie Tale of Two Sisters, which is a I believe Korean yeah. horror yeah. movie horror movie, uh, was when I was absolutely monged off my face because I'd had. Uh, some of the world's worst food poisoning for two days straight and I was on my period so I had like no energy whatsoever I hadn't slept at all I hadn't eaten anything for like two and a half 
days and I genuinely thought I hallucinated half the film and uh, <laughs> cool, cool, blimey what an experience that was and I'm scared to go back and watch the movie now in case it's a bit of a lift, I, it? I, it's, it's, what, it's been on my shelf for about 20 years and I've still not watched it yeah it, you know, yeah. I've got I've got a whole bit I went I went nuts for the kind of like Cine Asia movies yeah. like you know The Ring and and The Eye and, and all that kind of stuff yeah. and yeah. Uh, I, I picked that old boy and and stuff and that one I picked up and I I've still not got around to to watching it I, just, I kind of had my had my fad and then kind of drifted away from it mm-hmm. and it, I think it then just got buried in in my pile of DVDs yeah. and, I just need to get back and and, and dip in because I've got a load of this stuff that I've not. I mean, uh, I'd you know I'd like to watch more like some more like some of the samurai movies as well that I've never seen. Yeah, well, you know that uh, kind of stuff. Seven, seven Samurai is, is is on our it's list. It's on the list. It's on the list. I mean, uh, even though it's it's American made and it's Disney made, I I also watched the um, American born Chinese series that they did, yeah. and it was great because the actors are in it, which includes Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. It, it's, it was a super series and I really enjoyed it. I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't want to be one of those hipsters, but I remember what, you know, we were watching, you know, Michelle Yeoh and, you know, he wrote Me too. And stuff yeah. like that. And it was just fantastic. Just, I mean, she was mind boggling, you know, watching that, that stuff. So it was watching, great to see her, you know, it's, I don't want to say break out, but, you know. No, but it's great to see getting her Finally, yeah, yeah, getting recognised for how good yeah. she is, how amazing she is, not just yeah. for her martial arts, but her acting yeah, and everything, and just the way that her career has blown up in the last few years, it's just it's taken too long, basically. Yeah. And I was so happy when she won the Oscar and everything, but it has, it's just, it has taken. We've gone full blown tangent. We have gone full blown. Should we swing it back? Let's swing it back to Perfect Blue. Do you know what the fun thing about Perfect Blue? I started watching. I thought, oh look. It's a Power Rangers Turbo. I didn't know they were going to be in this film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th- I think. Is it about was... the Blue Ranger? <laughs> yes, yeah, so, because I mean that was a kind of deliberate gag, I guess, from what yeah. I, from I, I read. It's because yeah. it's all a you know that was a deliberate dig at like a certain degree of you know anime fandom and stuff like that. I didn't get the gag particularly, but that I recognised that that was it was him yeah. having a bit of a pop at, um, at fandom, which I guess is why, like you were saying about. The, the all male audience and how they react to it and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. it is it is it is an interesting way to start such yeah. a you know a, an anime movie that's completely the opposite of that. Yeah. To, to lay your table and go see this. Nope. Yeah. Well, I I really liked that about it because like I said I had a, like a huge misconception of what anime actually was for a large part of my life. <laughs> um. <laughs> and so uh yeah the, it did tickle me the first time I saw this because I thought oh this is like this is almost directly a dig at me for being an idiot for a vast <laughs> proportion of oh, my but life. To, to be fair, your perception of what anime is is absolutely right for a section of what anime is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but I that's, mean, it's, but that's it's broader like, than that, but it's, yeah, you know, it's, you're only going to be like aware of what say, comes over. Yeah, you know? it's like when people say, though, that like comics are it's all spandex in it. Like, uh, no, it fucking no, it's isn't, not. and no. I'm going to slap you, silly. <laughs> I, I want to go back in time and slap Tony's face, silly, for being a, an idiot about stuff like this um the one thing that we haven't brought up yet that i really wanted to touch upon was the very unsettling score by masahiro ikumi yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah. there's a particular bit of music that i'm not 100 percent convinced isn't played backwards because it sounds so weird yeah. and it's like a sort of discordant humming like a yeah. sort of like mm, 
and it's so oh my god it gets right under my skin and it just makes me feel so like I, I literally think that's the that's the equivalent of the the strings in Psycho in the in the mm. show so the Bernard yeah. Herman it's yeah. it's that what it means is the same thing in, yeah. in this film it's when it's, things are just getting to a head when they're kind of yeah yeah but, it, it, but I know yeah I know exactly the bit you're talking about and I'm glad you hummed it because. <laughs> <laughs> But it's interesting, though, because it's funny. I was going to say about score was that apart from like the pop song that they would play for the band. And I was like, it was so often that I didn't think I could hear or there was any score at all. Mm-hmm. And so my mind has blanked on any score in the film completely. Yeah. I just don't. Apart from the pop songs. And then like when when Nima and Rumi were fighting at the end. I just don't remember any score <laughs> at all, which is really bad. But I just. No, no, because that's what school's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, we're we're all big fans of movie scores, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, so I kind of, I don't necessarily agree that, you know, movie scores should be invisible because I I miss being able to hum the theme song as Mm. I was, you know, walking home and whatever. Mm. So, I mean, I remember seeing Robocop and literally walking two miles home (laughs) like feeling about 12 feet tall you know mm. but um but yeah I, I think yeah but it, yeah it does the job it kind of it drills into your brain mm. this one does it's, it's and i think the only reason the bit that stays I'm, I'm super aware of that is that it was in the trailer it's very prominent in the trailer um which i'd seen like a, a hundred times when it first came out because like i say it was a big it was a big release and the trailer was pushed. On yeah. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's terrific, um, a terrific score. Really. Yeah, it's just, it, it, what I like about the score is that it's not overpowering. It, it's, it's truly unsettling throughout. Yeah. <laughs> so like mm. whenever it's used, it's, it's always to make you feel weird. Mm. <laughs> See, now I'm trying to figure out what the, what the score is. If it's, if it's not, a, if, if the whole thing's a delusion, could that be some kind of metallic screech <laughs> in the real world? Is yeah. it is it some machinery? Is it yeah? You know, <laughs> is it the clash <laughs> of the metal bars on a cell? Um, but yeah, so, but it's yeah. Sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm no, it's, head up. I was gonna say. I think I th- like. See, that's the kind of thing. Like, I am definitely now gonna almost immediately go and look into that um, sort of reading of the film. Because I, I like I say, I, I like I mean, sometimes I want to switch my brain off and I just want to see like an action adventure or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just I just want somebody to deliver me a story sensibly into my eyes. But every now and again, when I'm in the mood for something that's going to challenge me a bit, that this that's when I love stuff. Like, like I feel like if I'd have seen this when I was uh, like like a year before. So in November 2020, when like you know richard just almost died and we were still wait, in wait, like, wait. lockdowns when when did you see this for the first time sorry mm, excuse me november 2021 motherfucker so it's really recent then <laughs> okay it's really recent it's super recent yeah oh, well, like, yeah. holy I cow thought, i thought wow, i thought you'd seen this like shortly yeah. after release yeah no, like, no well like so i was i mean in what 99 i would have only been 14 uh no like i so i i didn't i started studying japanese when i was at college so i was like sort of uh 19 ish uh yeah. well 
it was like when I was about 17 to when I was about 21, 22. And then I stopped being able to afford classes. Um, and it was around that time that I was starting trying to pick pick out sort of like Japanese stuff for me to watch. And that cropped up and I just ignored it because I had got into my head that um, the anime was like either, you know, super twee Sailor Moon type nonsense yeah. Yeah. or not that Sailor Moon is nonsense, actually, but um, <laughs> or it was going to be like mildly pervy, you know, can't take it seriously, mm. big sweat drops, all that sort of like, you know, stuff. Yeah. Um, and so I just completely ignored it, and it literally never even cropped up in my brain again until I saw that bit of paprika at Leeds uh, at Thought Bubble. And that's when I decided I was purposefully going to avoid it because that looked scary to me. Um, mm-hmm. And it was only because Rich was like, I can't remember if there was like a podcast that he listens to that we're going to do an episode about it. But for some reason, he was like, let's watch this. And I was like, well, if I don't like it, I can just do something else. Kai's fine. So we popped it on. And then, yeah, my tiny mind got blown and uh, and I've seen it a couple of times since then. It's not like a super frequent watch because, like I say, it is it's, it's hard going. Movie, yeah. yeah, but I think, like like I say, if I had have seen it even just a year before, like, I, I think I would have hated it. I think I would have been mm. like, it's, it's frustrated me. I don't understand it. I'm already sad. I don't want to be sadder. I don't want to yeah. be confused. Like, I think it would have yeah. just frustrated me to no end. But I think it caught me right in a period where I was sort of, like, ready for a movie to challenge me in that way. And that's what I, like, really enjoyed about it. Because, like, every time I watch it, I see extra stuff that I hadn't noticed before. Or I hear <laughs> a little hear a little something, something I hadn't heard before. Um and it just feels like it rewards you every time you watch it because there's yeah. so much to like. To, I think that's why one of my favourite movies, well, my actual favourite movie of all time is Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind. And that is another movie which doesn't present yeah. everything to you. Like it's it's presenting a lot of memories. So some of it is a bit twisted because it's an older memory and it's been tainted by time and blah, blah. Like so I think that's that's something that when I'm in the right mood, oh, that's yeah. that's the exact kind of movie I just want to sink my teeth into. But I think that's a, the thing about a good mystery is that it's like when you do watch a whodunit, like whether it's um, whether it's an Ag- Agatha Christie like Poirot, Marple, or even Glass Onion, that you watch it the first time, and whether you figured it out or not by the time you get to the ending, you go and rewatch it if you've enjoyed it at least. <laughs> You'll go and rewatch <laughs> it. And and each time you rewatch it, you'll start picking up the clues that are actually there for you to see. Yeah. You're just but you're so engrossed in watching, you know, like what your lead character is doing. You're not watching what's happening in the background or yeah. what the sound cues are giving you or some of the visual cues are giving you. And you don't notice those until you watch it again once you've got the solution yeah. in your brain. Mm-hmm. And it's that, this is yeah. kind of like almost like the the reflection of that, the opposite of that. Yeah. In that in that what you'll be picking on you know i assume i imagine is not so much the murder mystery clues but the the like the dementia clues and yeah the mm-hmm. the, the reality clues and 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 that kind of stuff the the, yeah. the stuff about apparently there's color coding mm-hmm. you know when when things go red and it's significant and stuff like that but um but yeah anyway so we're 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 getting to that time now, I think, aren't we? I think we're getting to that that are wind we, up we, time of are we ready to say time? what, we, got, what, what we think? Any 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 other thoughts, guys? Stace, any thoughts more? 
No, not really. I think I, I said everything I wanted to say about it. And I think it's going to be one of those films where if we were to re-record this episode in like five years, having watched it again, we'd probably say a shit ton of different things. I, I think so, <laughs> yeah. 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 Because, yeah. Because it's so, it's such a, it's such a giving movie in the sense of um, just everything that there is to take in. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean, like I was sort of mesmerised by it, you know, straight away. Um, and it's, it's only got better upon rewatch for me. And I feel like now, if I watch it, I'm not going to do it anytime soon because, it, like I say, it's a rough movie. Um, mm. But the next time I rewatch it, I'll keep that theory that nothing in it is real except that one scene yeah. in mind and watch it with that sort of yeah. lens and see see how that feels as well. Because, like, yeah. I just think that's a really interesting take on it. And I'm, I'm really intrigued to go off and... Re- like, I, I did it the first time I saw it. I went off and read loads of, like, fan theories and, like, oh, you know, the ending of this explains, like, kind of things. And like you say, there was so, <laughs> there's so many explanations that I was like, well, they can't all be right. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so and I, I, yeah, and I just think that, you know, maybe none of them are right. Maybe yeah. there's... <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, just, I just think maybe that, you know, like I say with the interviews I've read, that he sort of said that he didn't set out to com- deliberately confuse anybody, but he, at the same time, he didn't set out to tell a straight story either. He, <clears throat> he wasn't interested in the um, the murder mystery particularly or the, the stalker story. And, and so when he, he was just trying to create visually interesting things, like there are transitions from the real world to a delusion world where there's there's no sign there's no clues to the, that we've tr- transitioned at all until you're then told that no that was that bit was was a delusion that's not a real bit and it's so you don't know where you are but it's but i think um, my final thoughts are um i still don't know <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. Still are, not you, sure. are you glad you've seen it i i don't know yeah <laughs> I, I honestly don't know. I've kind of I've enjoyed the conversation about it, which I think is a good mm. justification for watching the movie. Yeah. I don't know if I'd watch it again anytime soon. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been 20 odd years since the first time I tried. I don't think I've got 20 odd years left to watch it again, but I do want to watch it again at some point. But I mm-hmm. don't see when I <laughs> when I'm going be in the I'm, mood for it you know i'm gonna take that as a win because when i put this movie when i pitched this movie my immediate thought was neither of them are gonna like this and this episode's gonna be hard <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's I'm, I'm genuinely glad that what we've got instead is true bafflement and a good conversation <laughs> yeah well i i was worried this was going to be like a 30 minute episode when i was <laughs> when i was doing my notes because i because literally my notes would just be i don't know <laughs> I, I don't what's going i don't know what's going on so yeah similar to my notes yeah so you know so i you know i don't know i just i don't i don't know if i liked it i know i know i didn't like it but i don't know if i disliked it either yeah yeah right and, <laughs> you know I, I, sorry but it just <laughs> no i think i, think I, that's, I just don't know i think that's it's, perfectly fair perfectly fair because i do you, sorry, do you have any other final thoughts to give? No, I got. Because I'm, I'm um, I, I would, I'd have to agree with with Lee on 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 some of that as well. Because my final thoughts would also be that I don't know. I I didn't dislike it. I don't know if I liked. it. I think I did like it a little bit because I thought you know, the animation and all of that that bit of it. And I and the bafflement it's caused my brain. 
I have there's actually a lot to enjoyed. Admire in it, I think. Yeah, and there's a lot to admire. Different from liking something, you know. But the, yeah, but the, yeah, the befuddlement and confusion that it has caused my brain, I have enjoyed that as well, and I've enjoyed the conversation we've had about it as well for the pod. But I just, I don't know. Do I, do I, <laughs> do I regret watching it? Not at all. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's just, it's, it's you don't gonna, regret watching it, but you're not 100 percent glad you watched it either. <laughs> yeah, but it's gonna, but it is now gonna live like rent it's a, free. It's a big old limbo movie, it I is, guess. It is, but it's gonna mm. live rent free in my brain for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. As well, um, I don't know if I'll return to view it again because I just feel like I'm still gonna be befuddled by it, and I just don't know that I can do that. Times over. Yeah, you know, there's so many other movies you haven't seen yet. Exactly, as, there's as a lot more. Yeah. We do know, yeah. Um, but but a worthy choice because. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Absolutely. Yeah. I love I love bringing the wild card. That's just like I don't know what this is going to be. It is like so far, just about everyone you've picked has been what the fuck. fuck. Is do she, you know is what? She, I was going to say, I feel like so far the only one that you guys have even vaguely properly enjoyed was the turtles, and that was a fairly yeah. safe choice. Yeah. And it, yeah. I mean, and that if you'd have said to me, I mean, I mean, I, you've done two. There's two animes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you've done this. It's been oh yeah. No, no, I I really liked um before sunrise. Before sunrise. Oh yes, that, of course. That was, that was one, good. But like, yeah. so it, it was like turtles that I had no kind of. Because I'm not a Turtles fan, I think, oh, fucking hell, what we got here? Then we got before, before Sunrise, which was kind of on my list, but I want to watch just because I've been told it's one you need to watch. But it was all like, this isn't going to be a rom, you know, not even a rom com, just a romantic yeah. drama. And then, and then two animes that aren't like action sci-fi animes. Yeah, just, dra- just um, drama, drama thriller. So, yeah, so it's yeah, they are, you know, you're picking the weird stuff. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to have a look through the list and find something else weird for <laughs> for, the, for the next. I know. I know we've got our next couple of choices sorted, but for my next yeah. gap, I'll have to find something hella weird. Yeah. So there's a nice segue. So what's what's next? What's next? Well, next is my choice, but I'm going to throw a little curveball before I announce what our next film is going to be, because we are entering summer. And that means we're coming into the big summer blockbuster movies. So I just I kind of quickly want to know. Right. Because these are going to be movies we've never seen because they've not been released yet. So they're never seen. It's on. It's on brand. It's OK. Mm-hmm. But what movie are you looking forward to that's coming out soon? Mutant Mayhem. It, not even a question. <laughs> Ninja, Ninja, Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, looks the tits, can't wait, absolutely pissing with anticipation, can't keep myself calm about it. I can't even form sentences about how much I want to see that movie. Can't wait, booked a day of work, booked tickets, going on the 31st of July. <laughs> I tell you, you're really subtle about it. <laughs> oh my God, mate. Rich has got to a point where he's like, would you just shut up about it and I'm like I can't I cannot <laughs> I, mean, I simply I, cannot it's not physically possible it looks so good I, I, can't, I literally can't wait when I watched the trailer I said to you it looks amazing and then when I went mm-hmm. to see Spider-Man uh Spider-Verse I said to you I got the trailer at the cinema so I, yeah and it's and it still looks amazing so yes I also look forward to that but not on the same level is mm-hmm. is you but what about you lee is there anything you're looking forward to um well i am complete since 
lockdown, since the pandemic, I am so out of touch with what movies are coming out. I don't know what's coming until they basically arrive. Arrive. And, and it's usually <laughs> two or three weeks later. I'm like, oh, I probably should go and see that. Yeah. Because I'm still not really going to the cinema an awful lot. And I really want to go more often. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but probably the two I'm kind of looking forward to, I'm most aware of, is the next Mission Impossible movie. Yeah. Looks really smart. And uh, Oppenheimer. I've kind, I'm kind of okay. Like yeah. Look of. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, I don't really know what else is is coming out. The Indiana, Jones? Is coming out. Indiana Jones. Indiana mate, Jones. Indiana Jones. I don't know. I'm too burnt on that. Yeah, the um, thing is, is, I'm tentatively interested. <laughs> I, yeah. Do you know what? I'm actually, I am actually looking forward to seeing Indy. That's my choice of the what's coming that you're looking forward yeah. to. Indiana is, even though we were burnt on number four, to the point that most people say number four doesn't exist. And, you know, and burnt a little bit on the second one. And, you know, I lived through those. And, yeah. you know, the, the third one was stronger, but still the first half yeah. hour yeah so but yeah so yeah indian I, I still tend to just think there was only one raiders mm-hmm. movie raiders that's fair that's fair well there you are just i just just you know just wondered as we're coming into the big you know blockbuster time i mean we haven't even mentioned like the flash but probably with good reason yeah or, i mean there's reasons not to yeah exactly and others but yeah i think for Although me we're not coming into the summer we're actually leaving the summer yeah i'll have seen my hem by the time this by comes the time out. this comes out yeah and i would have just hopefully so, I would have way just to seen. ruin the illusion there jen <laughs> all right so in that case then our next episode our next movie we are all going to watch is one flew over the cuckoo's nest about finally because it's been we've <laughs> We, we, I did, we've passed on this once or twice so far. We I think we've found. passed on it at least. I think it has been twice. Yeah, because <laughs> we were going to do it quite early on, yeah. uh, but then was having a bit of a tough time mentally. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of, <laughs> do you mind if we just kind of uh, not, not <laughs> do that one right now? Um, you know, we don't talk about things, but it's not as grim as you think it's going to be. I'll just say that. Yeah, it's, it's not as bleak as you think it's going to be yeah and so that's, I, that's all i'm going to say that's all right then because yeah um so i we skipped it then and then i uh, i think i messaged you guys said look i've not seen this before do you mind if we swap it for that i think i think it was um 2001 space odyssey yeah i, I think it was yeah i, I think, think it was 2001 I, I switched it for that instead yeah. i thought it's about time we got to that one um so yeah 1975 one flew over the cuckoo's nest jack nicholson Mm. I do love Jack Nicholson in movies, so uh, I am quite looking forward to it. Stace, have you seen it? I haven't, no. And this has been sitting on my to-watch pile for about two years. And then when we started the podcast last year, I was like, aha, finally an excuse. And now I have to like sit on my hands every time I think, shall I watch that? <laughs> <laughs> so that I can watch it for the show. <laughs> and now we can, because Lee, you've obviously... Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So um, I did try that Ratchet series on Netflix, but it, it I didn't. As much as I well, love the actress who played it, save it for uh, next week. Yeah, next month. Rather. Next month. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. But um, yeah, that's that's next month. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. So excellent. Right. Well, let's wrap up this episode because we're always terrible at doing that. So let's wrap it up. Let's do some social stace. 
where can people find you on the socials? You can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Stacey's Parlour, Stacey with an E, Parlour with a U, talking nonsense and bollocks. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> OK. And Lee, where can they find you? I'm still on Twitter at lovelylee underscore G, so, you know, where Excellent. I'm just furious mostly. That's also true. Uh, You can find me at AngelJ5. If you want to find the pod, you can find the pod on Twitter and Instagram on at neverseen underscore pod. Until next time, it's a goodbye from me and a goodbye from Stace. Adios. And a goodbye from Lou. Bye.